The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad With Names. I'm your host, Don Will, and I'm trying my hardest not to let jet lag win. Yo, my body is six hours ahead right now. It's 6 p.m. Really feels like midnight to me. And all I want to do is ball up on a couch and fall clean the fuck asleep. But that'll fuck me up for Monday. It'll fuck me up for tomorrow when I need to be awake until at least 11 p.m. Because I have to DJ Night Train tomorrow. Or Monday, rather. I have DJ Night Train on Monday. And I can't keep... I, 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 I got, my body got to readjust, man. I, got, I, I need to get back on my U.S. schedule. Um, the reason why I'm jet-lagged is because I spent the last month in Paris. Um, I meant to document that process with a series of podcasts and blogs. and I kind of did on my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I kind of went through that whole thing on Instagram of like updating and but even then like it was it's better to just enjoy and live and experience and come home and unpack it but with in light of the recent events that unfolded in Paris and Baghdad and Beirut I mean it's a lot to unpack it's a lot to unpack Especially considering that I left Paris the day of those attacks. Like, I was in my coffee shop, having a cafe, espresso, having having an espresso before my cab came and got me. And I left to go to the airport at like 11 a.m. And when I landed at 4.30 Everybody was texting me like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, why would I not be okay? Finally get to some sort of like, finally get to see what's going on. And I'm like, holy shit. So I'm texting Vaughn because Vaughn's still over there. He's still over there right now. He comes home Monday morning. But I'm still like texting like, yo, yo, are you okay? Like, what's going on? He's like, yo, uh, it's crazy right now. They were They were in South France, though. But he was like, yo. It's crazy right now, man. Blah, blah, blah. We were just talking about it. And it it got even crazier when I, like, really dug in and investigated because the cafe I was having coffee at that morning was Le Bon Bien. I'm not good at speaking French. Le Bon Bien. Bien. Whatever. Le Bon Beer. And it was one of the places that got sprayed up and an explosion happened outside of it. There were two cafes. One, I believe, got hit a little bit harder, but it was Catacorner, like across the street from Le Bon Beer where I was having my uh, espresso. And that is the hotel I was at, like Le Bon Beer. It's, it's in the basement of that, the Absolute Hotel. And if you know anything about Europe, the hotel rooms are notoriously small. Um, so I would often just go there Sit, take my computer, use the Wi-Fi, have beer, have dinner. It was essentially the hotel lobby because the hotel lobby was tiny. Everything about that hotel was fucking tiny. It, it just was in a great location, La Republic. 
you like the fake French accent that I've picked up. <laughs> but yeah, man, like it's just it's just crazy to think that I was sitting in the exact spot that that sort of chaos would erupt in hours later. I mean, I know that I'm truly not anywhere near a victim. I'm lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like I I made it out. I made it made it home safe, sound. Like there are several people whose lives were lost or lives were affected, my life included, to a much lesser extent. But like my experience there, my time spent in Paris was it was almost life changing. It was fantastic. And I'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, to end such an inspirational trip on that note, you know, man, like, it's heartbreaking. And it's even more heartbreaking to see places like Bataclan that, you know, uh, that, that, the horrible, horrible massacre. Like, that, that shit, horrible shit happened in there. I was just in there watching Mob Deep perform. Like, that was my neighborhood. That was the area we stayed in where all of that stuff unfolded. And, you know, it's just hard to look at. It's it's hard to like see that level of like just chaos inflicted on an area where like I had I have nothing but fond, wonderful, awesome memories of. You know what I'm saying? Like they're very recent memories and they were still being formed. And that's now just a bookend of that memory. Which, you know. Not to mention, a lot of people died, yo. Like, in all, like, like Paris, Beirut, Baghdad, a lot of people fucking died. Um, and now I hear France is bombing Syria, which makes me even more scared because Vaughn is still out there. Vaughn leaves France Monday morning. He flies home. And, you know, he'll be safe. We'll be all right. Um, I just don't know what this is going to escalate to. And I just hope that I just hope that it de-escalates as quickly as it's escalated. Because it's not going to be good for anybody anywhere on earth if this thing goes the route that it could go. Um... Yeah, but so why was I in Paris? Good question. Uh, the short answer is that mm, Tanya Morgan was tapped to work on a producer named Guts, a, work with a producer named Guts for his upcoming album. Um, it's still untitled. So we had done a track with this guy before on his album Hip Hop After All. Uh, it's a track called Go For Mine. Maybe I'll play it. In a minute, y'all play it. Right. Pass. 
No, not right now. Yeah, I play it. Yeah. It's 2.50 on the get right. Hoping for a good night. Don't know what I feel, but I feel like I should right. Pod on shuffle, got y'all in trouble. And when my bars come for you, it feel like God don't love you. I'm confused. Somebody tell me when do we lose sleep? That's about it. I'm wide awake and wired. I'm moving full speed, praying that I don't crash. Tipsy on the tempo, twisted. Matter of fact, full off that. Jameson liquor, make the tamest the nigga. Feel crazily different and start aimlessly tripping. My cravings are different. West craving intentions, kill a beat and film it just to say that we did it. Don't pay me attention, I'm zoned out, mumbling with the phone out. Pacing back and forth, exercising till the ghost out. Running on a closed route, competing with myself. One word, no spaces, both heard and felt done. Beats, rhymes, life. I'm here to do is show them how I go for mine. All I'm here to do is show them how I go for mine. Hands in the air by design. It's all about beats, rhymes, life, times. All I'm here to do is show them how I go for mine. Yeah, all I'm here to do is show them how I go for mines. Yo, I'm in it here to skill it. Even if I sound vintage, dog a rapper out of tough love. You fuck with it, me, it's just love. So bear with me as I raise cups. They all lost in these cornballs. How amazed. Not an heir to the hairs, I would pace Winds pull a Jimmy hat out of bunny Hip-hop magic, hip-hop's flagship Brooklyn Addy-matic Rap went from battling to cat fights John Shaft paragraphs Guts on the boards, this is in the chop shop Chicken and some hen, bring a friend, I don't cock block I'm from the bubble with a couple of goats Big Kane and Jay, he got the rocks and votes Look, love is the motivation, a husband the innovation I'm wiping the writing with ain't penetration, yeah so, Vaughn's been out there. Uh, this is Vaughn's third trip out there. He's been out there touring with Guts uh, as part of the band, you know, like just performing as the rap vocalist in the band. Um, and, you know, apparently it was working out pretty good. Guts liked the energy of having a rap vocalist featured in the band. And for his new album, he wanted to do something that was more collaborative and more... Um, Intimately collaborative, so to speak, as opposed to it being him grabbing. Because, you know, hip-hop, after all, it had, like, Grand Pooba, Master Ace, Us, a um, couple other artists. I want to say Rod Digger, a, a, a couple other artists. Um, he wanted to do something that was like, you know, like, all right, I'll, I'll pull this artist and this artist and this artist, and we'll just work on one album together. So it, it ended up, the new album is... Tanya Morgan, Laron Thomas, Lorraine Cha, and Guts. And we came together, did like 16 tracks with some fantastic session players. Greg, Flo, Kenny, you know what I'm saying? Like some, some fantastic, Tebow, some fantastic session players. And we put together like 16 tracks and the album is sounding fantastic. But so we recorded this album. Over the course of two weeks, the next week, we rehearsed the album. Like, so we would go learn the words, put together a live show. And then like the last couple of weeks, we just were touring the new material. We went to Berlin, Switzerland. Um, I'm forgetting the city somewhere. Uh, Paris, obviously. London. We played Jazz Cafe in London, man. And that shit, it was a moment. Like... Because I know my dad would have been bugging the fuck out if I could have called him and been like, yo, I'm in Jazz Cafe London. He'd be like, what? But 
I mean, obviously he knew I was there because he's with me. He's everywhere I am at this point. But it was just one of those moments, man. Like, even more important though, Vaughn called this shit, man. Like Vaughn, Vaughn, he's his new saying is words become things because on his last run out there, he did Jazz Cafe and he was like, yo, man, Don, mark my words. We're going to play Jazz Cafe and you're going to crowd surf. And I did actually crowd surf. I crowd surfed at the Paris show, which if you look on my Instagram, there's a picture of me in front of this big fucking audience, big crowd. That was the Paris show. It was, it was pretty dope. I got to crowd surf. And let me tell you, if you've never crowd surfed, find a crowd and fucking surf. It's amazing. It is so much fun. That shit is so dope. Uh, yeah, man, the shows were dope. The shows were dope. The language barrier was steep. But, you know, I came back. I just need to learn the alphabet in my numbers. And I'll be great for next time. Because I am going back to Paris. I'm, we'll be back out there next year. Um, and I'm no, I'm not scared, if that's what you're wondering. Uh, I Honestly, even if I was there right now, if I was in Paris, I wouldn't be scared. Like, that's the one thing that I felt safe out there. And that's why, like, this, this, that's why this, this attack, it, it really, like, it's, it, it's weird for me because, like, I, I felt so safe out there. Like, when I walk around Brooklyn and I walk around, when I'm driving around America and, like, like the police presence just feels toxic and harmful and I always feel like I'm guilty I always feel like I'm suspicious I always feel like I need to I need to you know I feel like I'm guilty at all times if I go into a store I feel like I feel like even though I didn't do anything wrong I've done something wrong by simply being a black person constantly I didn't feel like that in Paris I mean I felt American I felt black felt black than a motherfucker out there but I didn't feel and maybe um, maybe this is like my naivete or like by me romanticizing the city, but I did not feel like I was a suspect at all times. I just felt like an ignorant American who couldn't speak the language and who would sometimes walk up to people and just lunge into saying English, like speaking English, and they would be looking at me like, dude, no. No, no. <laughs> I had some, it was a month. Like, the stories, it's, it's so many, like, random stories and shit and strange interactions. But, you know, I don't know. I, I have a list of things that I did in Paris that I'll go through in a minute. Um, but, yeah, it was a dope experience. It was a really, really dope experience, and I got to know the city uh, pretty well, like, if you drive me off of Chicago, San Francisco, Austin, Atlanta, and now Paris, I can tell you how to get around, which is in D.C. Like It's a pretty cool feeling to know your way around like Paris. Like, that shit's dope. Paris, it, it, was, it was dope. It was dope. It was dope. It's a really good experience. And I guess I should get into that list of things I did while I was in Paris. So, here's my list. In Paris, I ate sandwiches. I ate a lot of fucking sandwiches. Um, I ate a lot of food, but sandwiches. I had some really delicious sandwiches. Uh, had one sandwich in particular where a dude licked his thumb 
to get some like butter or some shit off of his thumb from a sandwich he had just made and stuck it on bread and just made the sandwich and served it to somebody and they ate it. I mean, like it was, I didn't eat it, they ate it, but um, I was told by the cats we were with, like, yeah, you know, it's that's just that's just how Paris is. <laughs> so uh, you know, if you know me and my food hangups. I mean, it's kind of gross. It's kind of gross. Like, the nigga ain't have on no gloves. He wasn't washing his hands. He was making sandwiches. But I just took it as this shit's so delicious. He can't stop eating. He wants to eat the shit. So, whatever. I had some great sandwiches, though. I, I found, like, a, I had, like, a sandwich spot over there in La uh, Republic. Republic. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. But really dope. Really dope sandwich spot over there. They would have, like, a meat of the day. And they would, like, you know, make your sandwich fresh. They sent me around the corner to get my own baguette once so they could make a sandwich. And they knocked it, like, $2 off of it. So sandwiches were delicious. Went to the Louvre. I saw a lot of art. Obviously, I'm in Paris. Um, the Mona Lisa is tiny. Very tiny. And I won't say it's overrated, but it's only famous because somebody, like, stole the painting once. That's the only reason that shit's famous. So the Mona Lisa, in my opinion, is like the Kim Kardashian of the art world. It's not really famous for shit. It's just famous because a nigga took it and brought it back. Whatever, who cares? But, yeah, I saw some amazing art in the Louvre. And, like, when you think about the fact that these motherfuckers, this shit is ancient. And the level of detail and, and, and like, it was just mind-blowing to look at some of that stuff up close. Um, also saw some Egyptian art which I felt the way about because the sarcophaguses were opened up and all the noses were blown off and shit. So it just made me feel like, oh, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit felt, it felt like if somebody would have came in my apartment, robbed me, and put my shit on display in the apartment. You know what I'm saying? It just felt weird. That shit felt weird. Really weird. Uh, I got lost. Got lost a lot. But that was kind of the point. It was so much like the city is gorgeous. Everywhere you turn, it was like, a, like, like it was just beautiful. Just something to look at everywhere you turn. So I got lost a lot, and I found my way, obviously. But just exploring, man. You gotta explore when you go see these cities. Um, let's see. I drank a lot. When I say I drank a lot, I mean like 1 p.m. starting to drink. Now, it wasn't like alcoholism drink. Like, I wasn't, like, hammered at the end of the day. I mean, like, I would have, like, a beer or a glass of wine or whatever. But I drank a lot. I also fell in love with, with Bordeaux. I love Bordeaux now. Yo, man. Oh, man, I drank a lot. Um, I spoke French. <laughs> I tried that Duolingo app. And the Duolingo app, I can read the words. But, you know, I would have, like, my, my French traveling party and my, my my friends and shit, bandmates, helping me and, and teaching me things to say. And, like, sometimes I would, like, go to the sandwich counter. ate a lot of sandwiches. Go to the sandwich counter and, like, try to order my sandwich in French. And the people would see me trying, and they thought it was cute. You know what I'm saying? They would, like, go with it. Sometimes correct me, whatever. I crowd surf. We already talked about that. But that's life goals. Like, a motherfucker. I wanted to crowd surf forever. Like, when I put up the picture, my old manager was like, oh, shit, yo, you've been wanting to do this for your whole life. I'm so proud of you, man. Congrats. Like, like I seriously, seriously, crowd surfing, never thought I would have got to do it, man. Never, never. 
at my show, nonetheless, the crowd surfed, had them take me out, bring me back in, jumped on the mic and kicked my verse immediately after getting on stage. It was crazy. It was crazy. I made friends, which is why um, the attacks hit home. But all of my friends are safe and all of their friends family is accounted for and every, they're all they're affected obviously but you know to the best of my knowledge nobody lost a loved one um, my heart goes out to those who did and my heart goes out to everybody around the world um, but it's just good to know that nobody I care about lost their lives or the lives of their loved ones uh, Favela Chic boom it's a thing called Jam to the Wild it's like open mic I rolled through there. <laughs> I rolled through there and like did a, a like got on the open mic, kicked like three verses, did Laura song or some shit, and it was dope because the people there just they didn't they obviously didn't know who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like I'm some. I mean, I, although we did get spotted on the street a couple of times, but the people out there were like I I, I did my shit. They're like yo, you were dope, and like I I met a couple people off of the strength of just having them. You know, like like freestyling, and that favela chic was right around the corner from my hotel. Like, like it was up the street from the restaurant they got attacked. Like you could see that restaurant from favela chic, uh, but it was a cool little spot around the corner. Um, Le Comptoir General was another dope spot that Wyatt put me onto. I went over there. Uh, I I pretty much hung out there a lot. That shit was like this compound. Uh, there's this bar in Portland that's like a public school that they've made into a bar. So you walk around the halls of the school, go into the classrooms and steamed rooms. You can go to the library, to the gym and drink and all this shit. Favela Sheet kind of feels like that, but it honestly feels like the old Brooklyn fleet when it was in Atlantic, um, the big clock tower on Atlantic. That's what Favela Sheet feels. I mean, that's what Le Comptoir General feels like. Uh, but it was dope. Dope little bar. Uh, T-Punch. T-Punch. My nigga. Tea punch. That's all I'm gonna say. If you like rum, or just like getting drunk, tea punch. Six dollars, you'll be right for the night. Uh, Hip hop love soul. Another dope party we found. Um, thanks to uh, bumping into finale of his video shoot. Finale was there shooting the video. Happened to bump into him. I bumped into a lot of people out there, man. Uh, finale though, random as fuck. Bumped into him. Hopped in this video. He hooked me up with some of his homeboys. They told me to go to this party. We walk in. The minute we walk in, they throw on some Tanya Morgan. You know what I'm saying? Like, they started playing our jams. Vaughn was like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, I know. It's crazy. And it was on his birthday, too. Vaughn's birthday. Vaughn spent his birthday performing in Paris. Vaughn's had the most G birthdays. He had one birthday performing with De La Soul. He had another birthday performing with Run DMC. Vaughn's had some G shit birthdays. But, you know, Paris was a dope one too. I've been with Vaughn for a lot of his birthdays on the road. Yeah. Uh, I lost my place on this list. Oh, I cried on the plane. What? What did I cry? Oh, I watched... Um, <laughs> what movie was that? What fucking movie was I watching, man? I watched Amy on the way there. I didn't cry on Amy. What movie was it that made me cry a little bit? 
fuck Mark Ruffalo and Zoe Saldana, which I watched because I just wanted to look at Zoe. That's the only reason I watched this movie. It was called like the the polar bear or some shit. Some about a Mark Ruffalo was a bipolar dad and Zoe like had his kids and they were trying to get back together and Zoe wanted to he wanted to get what it was just some weird story, but I will watch Zoe Saldana do any fucking thing because Zoe. But I'm pretty sure that movie made me tear up. It was something else. Trainwreck, which is called Crazy Amy in Paris. <laughs> I watched Trainwreck, and uh, I shed. I might. I might have shed a tear for some strange reason. That movie made me emotional. I get emotional at movies, man. I get emotional. I can't explain it. Um, I I said I was gonna blog. Didn't blog. If you go to donwill.me, you'll see a like one blog. Like, hey, I'm gonna document my trip here. Totally didn't do it. I chose to just enjoy myself. I chose to walk around. I chose to eat food, talk to people, and just put it all on the music and put it all on stage and, and bring it back with me. I didn't want to spend my time chronicling my time. I wanted to ex- actually experience it, which was more important than anything to me. I relaxed, which you guys know I'm not really good at. Uh, I don't relax. This It kind of felt like a vacation. I didn't do anything there except for write, record, or perform. I mean, I did continue blogging about shoes because that I, that's kind of like my job. I need to do that. But it felt it felt so good and relaxing to just only do music and not worry about anything other than performing and recording. And I would love to figure out how to do that here in America. But... This is America where everybody has 16 jobs and no health care. What else did I do? Ordered coffee. I would sit outside and drink coffee all the time, which, like I said, I was doing the morning of the attacks. Um, Yeah, I I just, that was my thing, man. I just love coffee. I I love people watching. I love ordering my coffee, going to sit outside and drinking it. And, you know, it was just, ah. Ah, I smoked a cigarette because Paris. Why the fuck wouldn't I smoke a cigarette? I'm in fucking Paris. Like, you smoke cigarettes, eat cheese and drink wine and and eat cured meats. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking Paris. What else did you expect me to do? Um, I had a couple local hang spots. We already covered that. Found a dope bond me sandwich shop. Um found a really, really amazing hamburger. So it was like um, a burger with the the bowel, like the 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 bowel buns, like that really soft, doughy bun thing that you get, like the buns. Bowel. So you know what I'm talking about. It was so fucking good. Burgers out there ain't no joke. I did have steak and fries a lot too. I had some great smoked salmon. I ate a lot of fucking meat. Like my entire diet, I I put on some weight. But fuck it. Uh, When we go back, I won't do that shit. But this time, fuck it. Meat too good, man. The shit was too delicious. I bought a selfie stick and I used it twice. I kept, I I was juggling telling Vaughn I was going to shoot myself like a, uh, shoot like a silent film or like 
shoot my own music video out there, like while well, with my iPhone to have something to do. But that didn't happen. It just didn't happen. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll cobble together the footage that I shot and just make something. But probably, I probably won't. I'm just being honest with myself. You know what I'm saying? Have a hard enough time podcasting. I'm not going to become a video director. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I went to the ASAP Rocky show. That was at the Zenith. ASAP Rocky was there. My homegirl um, got me in there and hung out with her. Shout out to Nikki. Judnick in the building. Um, and hung out with DJ Bonix, man. Drank a shit ton of Hennessy with Bonix. Uh, Bonix is Wiz Khalifa's DJ. Right, it was good catching up with him. Yeah, man. That shit was dope. I didn't see ASAP Rocky, but I did see Wiz Khalifa perform. Um, and it was interesting seeing, seeing them perform for a Parisian audience because... Their fan base looks the same no matter where you go. You know what I'm saying? Like the fan base, the, the hip hop kids all look the same no matter where you go. But it was just like interesting seeing their response to his songs and seeing how they interact with one another. Like niggas walk up like, yo, dogs, what's popping? And then start speaking French. It's crazy seeing how like the reach the hip hop has globally. Um, Young Guru and my homie Gerald came to our show in Berlin. That was dope because keep it all the way, G man. Guru is fucking Young Guru. <laughs> like, what else do I have to say about that? He was at our show. It's the homie, but it's still, it's still. I don't take for granted the fact that these people are people that I know at all, ever, ever. Fucking young guru. Shout out to the homie Gerald. Um, I drank a drink. Of course you drink a drink. But so we went to this <laughs> went to this uh bar and the drink I forget, it was called the Yin Yang Twin. And he would put all this liquor in these cups and light that shit on fire and pour it into your glass over ice. I have a picture of it on my Instagram. It looks like a blue line. Yo. When you that and that was um was that the night of the mob deep show? I feel like that was the night of the mob deep show. But yo, when you, that shit had me lit. It was a lituation in my cup. Literal lituation. Also, Vaughn's birthday, we covered that. Walk the city. I covered that. This is a dumb list at the end. Farmers market. So the first thing I did when I got there was went to the farmers market. And that that shit, um, most of the French that I spoke, most of the interactions that I had with strangers trying to communicate was when ordering food or buying food or doing something, some sort of like transaction like that. And, you know, I learned a lot like through those interactions, mainly more than anything else, because any other time you can, it's easier to walk away from a conversation but when you're trying to get your change correct or trying to figure out how much something costs or trying to like pronounce something or trying to like order something and you can't effectively communicate, you figure it out real fast. Like when I didn't want any fucking ketchup on my or mayo in my fucking French fries, I figured that shit the fuck out. Like no saus. They would say saus, which was awesome because 
I guess they don't have a word for sauce. They probably do. But whatever. That sounded really ignorant. But they would all say no sauce. 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 Maybe they were saying that because they knew I was American and they knew, <laughs> didn't know what the fuck the word for sauce meant. Whatever. Um, Recorded album. I told you about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, I watched Whiplash on the plane. That shit was the most stressful movie I have ever seen in my life. Jesus. Like, it was high fucking stress. The nigga, man, the, the pace of that movie, it was it was paced horrible. Like, it was breakneck, which is why it was probably called Whiplash. But it was a it was a pretty good movie. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, I would I would recommend it with a word of caution, especially if you don't want to be stressed out. But I watched that on the plane, and the way that I com been trying to combat my um, jet lag was that that day of the, like my flight, the the morning the flight when I left was at like uh one fifty, so I went to the airport like around eleven. I got to the airport. Bought a bottle of wine, some meat and cheese, to get on the plane for like my final duty-free shit to have my, my final Parisian authentic stuff, whatever. Drank the bottle of wine on the plane. Drank two more bottles of wine on the plane. Got I didn't sleep. I was I was not enough, but I'm like, I'm gonna stay awake, I'm gonna stay awake, I'm gonna stay awake. Got home, drank more, went to my girl's house, drank more, and then went to sleep when it was time. But I've just been forcing myself to stay awake so um, I can combat this jet lag because I I have gigs and shit this week. I don't want to be at night train dozing off. You know what I'm saying? Like tired. I got I got to be up. I got shit to do. Fuck this jet lag. But yeah, I watched Ant Man too. It was cool. I'm a Paul Rudd fan. It was cool. But that Zoe movie, my nigga. Uh, the last thing on my list, this partial list of experiences from Paris, is that people in Paris do not leash their dogs. It's so fucking interesting. Like a motherfucker will have his dog, and it'll just be like walking in front of him or behind him, and the dog, they, they just treat the dog like people. It's so weird. Like how, how? I mean, I know dogs are domesticated, domestic animals, but I don't understand how... You're just walking around without a dog on a leash. I don't know. I, I really wanted to ask somebody about that, but I didn't get a chance to ask anybody about the um, the dog leashing. I want to take a break now because I've been talking for a minute, and I should probably take a break. So I'm gonna take a break. But hot, hot, cold. Oh, y'all done brought me back to my element. Mensa intelligence, Myrtle Lab malevolence. Ever since Kung Fu cinema into the last of the emperors, here to scoop your princess up. I rode it on a hot Brooklyn winter night. Smoke a cold and soap it in and sniff a China wide. I don't know what it's like to live a charm kind of life. Mine was hard, got my stripes, got my balls, got my mic. And this beat right here, it's right up my alley. The same alley where they murdered Bruce Wayne's family. That Gotham that got him hot in the Dark shadow boxing, perfecting my art while y'all was shopping. Stylists was popping. You chop it, I rock it. You loop it, I'll abuse it. You produce it, I'll reduce it to a ballad burning rubble. Raw, the AVE, 
baby, I'm letting you know that my blood run hot, but my heart froze 40 below. I'm what the game needs. A breath of rugged air like the train breeze. The feeling of a fiend's veins gone gang green. Bitch, I'm from Brooklyn, I bought tempos for my baby. It's like this, y'all squares, I'm a dime, yeah. If you don't know the difference, that's the difference right there. And I swear, on everything I love on earth, hell below, where heaven's above, these niggas lie. You ain't a boss unless the president's in your pocket is still alive. I'm down to shoot, Don Will, take the wheel and drive. Ron P, count the loot from the illest heist, I'm feeling life. Heist being a show, shoot is the video, but really though, the tour is done, and I'm chilling home with your official tissues, issues, pistols to get through their issues, cause they blood run hot, but they heart froze 40 below. Your niggas up now, I'm on my feet, you see what's up now, I'm in the street. Mouse Alexander, the way you handle the beat. If you ain't wanna kill, then why you leave it with me? Your niggas up now, I'm on my feet, and my lungs, both covered in trees. So roll it up now, and we can smoke, cause my blood run hot, but my heart froze 40 below. That was kind of arbitrary. I probably should have set that up a little bit better. But that uh, that song is off of Spec Boogie, a.k.a. Rob Cave Jr.'s new album, Books and Chicks in Brooklyn Shit. And if you go to Spotify right now, you can stream it. Uh, I believe it's on SoundCloud, too. Uh, it'll be available for purchase later. I'm not sure when. I probably should look into that. And it'll be available for purchase digitally soon. Um, and he's gonna have hard copies coming out soon, like up uh, too. Check it out, man. I've been, I've been, I have nothing but good things to say about that album. It's, it's amazing. And even if I didn't know Spec, I would be trying to figure out who the fuck this nigga from Brooklyn is that made an amazing album like this. Like it's, it's, it's fucking fantastic. Uh, Droog is on there. I'm on there. Production by the, the usual suspects, Von P, um, Brooke Delo, and a couple other really dope people. Yeah, check that out. So let's get back into this thing that we call a podcast. And I want to tell you guys what I brought back from Paris with me. It's the worst kind of souvenir you can imagine. No, it is not a disease. So that's cool. It is cactus spines in my thumb. My fucking thumb has this huge bump on it because there are cactus needles in it. Now, let me explain. We were in an Airbnb for the first few days. Uh, first few weeks, actually, uh, in a part of town called Mon- Montreal. I wanted to try to say that. <laughs> I'm saying this shit's fucked up, but we were out there, and basically, the Airbnb was this dope little loft, and the dude had it set up like an IKEA fucking demo apartment. It was dope. It was set up really nicely, and there was this little ledge outside of the bathroom with various, uh, I guess they're called, what are they called? Whatever them, various little plants. I was trying to think of like the the type of plant, it's like the, the whatever deciduous, whatever that shit's called. Who cares? Who gives a fuck? But there were uh, like some cactus shit on there. I came out of the bathroom and hit the light switch, and my thumb, my my hand just swung down and hit the fucking ledge with the the cactus on it. Boom! Needles in my thumb. So I immediately was like, ah, fuck, ah, shit. And I, you know, I'm in pain. I go back into the bathroom, find some tweezers, fish out as many of the needles as I can. And just, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just leave the rest of them shits in there because I can't get them out. 
what would a cowboy have done with no tweezers? He would have just fucking had cactus needles in him. He would have poured whiskey on it, fucking drank some gunpowder soup or some shit, and rode off on his goddamn horse and got into a fist fight in a bar in a saloon. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. I'm not a cowboy, but I also cannot get these things out of my thumb. So fuck it. I go about my life. Um, very cautiously, that is. And over the course of the next few days, the area is still tender. And a small bump has developed in the area where they are. To make matters worse, my thumb is very stiff and it pops very loudly in the morning and it hurts in general. Like it hurts a little bit. So I'm going to go to the doctor sometime this week to figure it out. But in <laughs> the days where, you know, uh, the days where I noticed like, oh, shit, this is painful and there's a bump. What is that about? I started Googling. And I landed on a WebMD page that scared the living shit out of me. Apparently, somebody got some shit stuck in their body, some 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 uh, cactus spines, and they didn't get them out. And <laughs> the WebMD article made it seem like they're now growing cactus spines under their skin in various parts of their body. And that shit sounds terrifying. Like, ah, bruh, no, hell no. Um, but what also could be happening is that they're they got a lot of spines and the the shit. So like, if they if if you have a spine in your in your finger, you touch your forehead, it can just go to your forehead. So like, you're just getting spines everywhere, and like, if you don't get them out and you get in your bed or you put on your clothes the shits just rub off in your clothes and they're just in there and you can't see them because they're microscopic they're tiny you know what i'm saying like so fortunately mines are like concentrated to one area and they're in there pretty good like you know what i'm saying i can't get them out or see them i've been trying so they're not in my clothes they're not in my bed they're definitely not growing inside of my body but yo the motherfucker in the article scratched their eye and got them shits under their eyelid. Yo. Just take me up out of here, my nigga. Like, I don't want no parts of cactus needles in my eyelid. But it's, it's a fucking nuisance. It hurts. It hurts. But it's not like that. It's like that pesky kind of annoying pain. It's like a paper cut. But it's worse because paper cuts heal. Like, I thought my body was just going to, like, extract this shit. Like, I thought my body was going to figure out that shit was in there and be like, nah, this ain't supposed to be in here. Push it out. Like, you know when you get a splinter and you leave it in and the splinter just kind of, like, it, it I, well, not that you would leave it in, but some splinters are hard to get to. And, like, sometimes if you leave a splinter in, your body will expel it. I figure your body's smart, man. This shit's been evolved. My body's been around for close to 40 years at this point. Like, it should know what to do with things like this when it enters. And it, like, it's a foreign object. Get that shit out of there, G. You smarter than that, man. Fucking uninvited ass guest in my thumb. And my body's acting like it's the homie. Get this shit out. Like, it's so annoying. Whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, so I have cactus hands now. And hopefully I don't start growing cacti in my veins um but i definitely don't want this thing to get infected um so i'm gonna go get and i, I read somewhere that um 
that um, penicillin takes it right out. Like get some penicillin, and penicillin will like drought the whatever the fuck is going on in that bump. It'll make it go away. But I also read that if you take Elmer's glue, soak soak gauze and Elmer's glue, wrap it around there, and, and do that a few times. Let it dry on your thumb, and let it dry on the area. Pull it off. Pull the needles out. So I'm gonna do that after our podcast. I'm gonna do that tonight because I have nothing else to do except for put my entire life together. I have a stack of mail that's as tall as me. Uh, I got to clean up. There's for some reason my apartment is covered in shea butter, and I don't think the Airbnb guy who stayed here did that. I think my girlfriend did it. But uh, I also don't have that many. It's it's a mess over here, man. But yeah. You don't care. So, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? Um, the typical, I hate the holidays, but that's boring. Whatever. I'm going to Ohio for Thanksgiving. It should be fun. Maybe I'll get some interviews with my family. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't get interviews anymore at all. I've been actually wondering. I'm kind of tired of doing interviews. I know. Not tired of it. I won't say I'm tired of it. But I don't have a dedicated space to do it. And tra- tracking people down and recording on your phone, it's just silly, man. I do still have that Bodega Brothers interview that I'm going to put up. Uh, you might, that'll probably be like the next podcast. But I don't think I'm chasing down people for interviews as hard as I did until I find a dedicated space. I would rather have people come to me. Boom. It's a lot easier that way, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, but that's, if you wonder why the podcast has been gone for so long, it just kind of. I needed a little break. I needed to take some time off. Um, I needed to do some things. I needed to go to Paris. But more importantly, I just needed to figure some shit out with myself. I'm sorry that I went away for so long. Um, I'll try not to leave you guys for that much longer. Like I'll try not to I'll try to be consistent again. But, you know, sometimes you gotta just live life. I mean, for a minute I was honestly I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I can I be honest with y'all, like hundred percent real. I was feeling like, what's the point? Everybody has a podcast now. Everybody. And Rap Radar niggas is podcasting like WWF and, you know, like everybody else is is fucking, like the podcast game is so crowded. That was an arbitrary shot at them. I know. I just, I fuck, I love, I just hate, I just hate that, like, the intro is so annoying. Number one podcast in the game, baby. Number one, number one. We do everything the best, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Like, uh, why? 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 Why not just interview these amazing guests that you have, and, and why make it into WWF? Now, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's podcast is different. Everybody brings something different to the table. And if the table is an aggressive, competitive table, I don't. It's just weird. It's weird to listen to. But I mean, no, that's that's stay thing, man. Shout out to them. Um, but yeah, I was starting to feel like I was just in a really crowded environment. I didn't want to, you know, I felt like I should take time to figure out if I really even wanted to do this still. You know what I'm saying? If I still wanted to podcast. Um, I do. Obviously, I'm doing it now. But, you know, like just rethinking the format, rethinking the, just rethinking a lot of things about the podcast. And I do expect to make a couple of changes soon. That will be discussed at a later date. But, you know, I just wanted to get back to the fun of it. Like, the fun of it for me is just talking. Sometimes it's not fun to interview a guest. Sometimes it's more fun to just talk. And 
if you sit through me talking, more power to you, because I would probably have cut this shit off a long time ago. Like, well, I don't be saying shit. What am I talking about? And that's the reason why, you know what I'm saying? Like, I cut on the mic and edit this shit and record it for hours. I could have just did a fucking song. I could have just recorded a song, but I didn't. But whatever, it's, it's a different kind of thing. It's a different thing. And I enjoy podcasting, so I do enjoy recording this stuff. It's just sometimes I get in my head about things, and I just need to, like, get fully in there and, and get comfortable with my thoughts and get then I can share with you guys. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's been gone for a while. It's been offline. Uh, it's back, though. I'm back. I know I said that before in one way, but I'm back. I always come back, right? All right, so I think I'm about to get out of here. Um, I've done enough. I've said enough. I probably shouldn't have waited this long to say this part, though, because usually you promote shows at the top of things so that people hear that and don't have to sit through the thing to see the thing that you want to promote. But regardless, um, hip-hop karaoke. Hip-hop karaoke. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? tired hip-hop trivia and the up showcase are both on the same day this tuesday november 17th come through friends and lovers two free shows i'm hosting both of them god come through keep me sane it'd be nice to see you guys i haven't seen you guys in a month uh also if you're in the comedy every monday littlefield night train wyatt snack and about five to six comedians Sometimes special guests drop in. David Cross has been there before. Janine Garofalo has been there. Like, a lot of people have been there. Wait, is this recording? What's My bad. Happening? My bad. Something funky was happening with Logic. But nonetheless, Night Train every Monday. And if you're around December uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th, I believe it is, we'll be recording, filming for NBC Digital. Um, so you can get your tickets for that. I would suggest getting them now. And not trying to walk up because the show will be sold out if it's not already. But come through to that. You can find it on Facebook. Uh, you can find it on my social media if you follow me on social media. I don't know where I got this love of Facebook recently. Like over the past year, I'm on Facebook a lot. Interacting more than usual, usual too. It's, it's weird. I think Facebook is like you got to be old to really like it or maybe not maybe i just didn't like it because a lot of people like the shit i just wasn't really into it but now you can't seem to get me off of facebook i'm checking it i'm checking it on my phone sometimes i'm in messages i just be facebooking now it's weird it's really fucking weird all right i think my time is done let me see do i have anything else for you guys no uh i kind of I made a, I made a remix when I was in Paris. Well, I, I remixed the song, a A Marie song. Like, try to produce a remix. Just got bored. Maybe I'll play a little bit of that on the way out instead of the show, the usual show theme. Maybe I'll play that for you guys. It's not really finished, but as you know, sometimes when you make things, you don't finish them, and if you don't get back to them, I think that the idea is either has either worked itself out or it's reached a point of completion. It may not be finished. Nothing is ever really finished as an artist until you let people hear it or see it or taste it or whatever. But this is definitely not at a point where I would call it finished, but I haven't came back to it yet, and I've been listening to it and enjoying it 
So I guess it's finished enough for me to enjoy. Like the idea is complete, or I it's executed well enough. So I guess I'll play some of that for you on the way out. All right, guys, be safe, man. See you next week or two, or soon, sooner than later. But be safe.
Say bye bye. Bye bye. Say it in the mic. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, I'm gonna sit you down.